0: Hey there. Are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com, slash chart calculator. Now let's get started. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to your Yogi Scope for the week of October 18th, 2021. I'm coming to you live from... The Backseat of my car, because my life is chaos right now. Um, I say that like a little bit jokingly, but also to give you a reason if you wonder why the sound doesn't always sound so great. This is apparently just who I am as a person at this point, which I can actually get into some of the astrological happenings going on. I don't want to just make this a podcast about what's happening astrologically in my life, but there are relevant and applicable lessons um, related to why things in my life are chaos and tumultuous right now, not in a bad way, like in a good way, in an up-leveling way, and it has a lot to do with Saturn. So I'll, I'll talk about those things as they become relevant, but the main reason I bring that up is to say that um, that's why this episode is A, late and B, why it might not sound great, but it might sound fine because my car is actually a better sound booth than my new home offices. If you've been listening to the Science of Light, my other podcast, it's not just about astrology, it's about many more things, especially yoga philosophy mostly and how that relates to astrology and Ayurveda and seasonal living, those kinds of things, living a good life through the Vedic Sciences is what that podcast is about, but I share a little bit more about myself and my life there, and we're moving and renovating a very old house, and so my recording space and time is uh, infringed upon a lot, but such is life. So here we are. I like to reiterate often that the practices of studying Ayurveda and Vedic astrology and yoga and practicing relevant practices to go with those things. The astrological and seasonal energies at play are how I myself stay grounded. Because it's just, it's always something, right? Like it, it doesn't matter. Like even before I was moving and renovating and stuff, it's like I have a kid and then there was COVID and, you know, it just all this stuff. So we all have things all the time. So that's why it's like, I appreciate y'all for understanding. I appreciate you for being here. And without further ado, we'll get into the astrological happenings for this week. So it's a super huge week astrologically. There's a full moon, and that's kind of the main topic I want to cover because moon cycles have a really near and dear place in my heart, personally. I feel like they're, they're how I found my way into astrology was just studying the moon and then theming my yoga classes around that and then okay well new and full moons only happen twice a month so what about the rest of the month and that's how I found myself down this rabbit hole of becoming now a Vedic astrologer um, and pairing yoga with astrology and so that's why I want to focus on the full moon because it's a big deal and then also with that said I feel bad about this episode being late but it's it's not really late it's okay the full moon is tomorrow morning um, so I'm recording this on Tuesday. I'm going to put it out on Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. And the full moon is happening Wednesday, October 20th at 10.55 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or that might be Daylight Time. I don't know. Eastern Time, East Coast of the U.S., New York Time, around 11 a.m. And so I say that it's this episode is not really late because you can do your full moon stuff like... uh you could do it tonight because technically the full moon is peaking uh, tomorrow morning. So tonight is a little bit closer to the quote-unquote actual full moon than tomorrow night is. But tomorrow night is fine. If you did it yesterday, that's fine. Full moons and new moons actually last as a phase. Phases of the moon cycle in general, other than just, you know, we have like, Waxing quarter, waning quarter, waxing crescent, you know, each phase lasts about three days. And also, the moon will stay in a sign astrologically for about two and a half days. So, as long as you're, like, around within a couple days of whenever that full moon or new moon or whatever hits on the calendar, like, it's really not a big deal. And y'all will learn this about me, that I'm super not dogmatic about astrology, I'm like, it is a way helpful practice, but we don't have to be rigid about it. And that's, um, was part of my motivation for starting this podcast because I feel like all the resources I can find about astrology are either super unclear or super dogmatic or just like don't feel super grounded in, um, being super practical. And that's my motivation. So we'll talk about the full moon. I'll talk, I'll get into that. I want to talk about, um, the other stuff happening astrologically, so I think with that in mind, I will talk, I'll just mention those things briefly so that you can decide if you want to stick around for them or not, but first I will start with the full moon and full moon practices, and then um, just brief overview of the other stuff happening this week. Astrologically, Jupiter goes direct, Mercury goes direct, and Mars moves into Libra. So, we talked briefly about Jupiter Jupiter and Mercury going direct on last week's episode, so you might remember some details about that. But basically, um, both two planets moving out of retrograde, um, Pluto also moved direct, like, recently, last week or something. I don't know, my weeks are honestly blending together at this point, and I don't have that date right in front of me when it happened, but... um So planets moving direct, especially those two, is going to make it feel like you have some more oomph to kind of move forward with things. If you've been feeling stuck, been feeling like one step forward, two step back type energy, um, then hopefully that will start to ease up. And then Mars moving into Libra brings a fiery... You know, Martian energy, passionate, can almost be warlike energy around relationships. And not just romantic relationships, but those are included in relationships. But all relationships beyond intimate partner relationships. So we'll talk more about those energies. So Jupiter and Mercury going direct and Mars moving into Libra. I'll talk about them after I talk about the full moon. So if you just want to hear about the full moon... I'll just tell you when I'm going to switch gears and you can stop listening or pause and come back later to listen to the other stuff because um, probably your podcast player will save where you stopped listening. So you can always pick it up and resume later because there's a lot to talk about. So this will be a long episode. I've already spent, you know, a good six minutes of logistical rambling. So the full moon this month is happening in Aries in Ashwini nakshatra. So nakshatras are lunar mansions. They are just a way to divide the sky even more specifically than signs. So it's a concept that Vedic astrology gives us and everything you can think of that is related to a sign. Like it's um, ruled by a planet, ruled by a deity. It has certain characteristics and a flavor it brings. Um, when a planet moves there and, um, like an energy that it brings, the same is also true for a nakshatra and it's just, so we can look at both the sign and the nakshatra for characteristics and often they are, they overlap because the nakshatras are encapsulated within signs, but some of them actually go over, um, like they span over the boundaries of signs. So they will be kind of in between two but anyway this one is completely within Aries and again that is with the sidereal zodiac I actually don't always I think we're still on track with the with the tropical zodiac um I don't know I honestly haven't been on Instagram all month and that's the only place that I see uh western astrologers and, and what they're saying and and other yoga teachers that use western astrology so I don't know it might be different than what you're used to, if you don't know. I have a good article on my website. You can go to the blog section, the articles section, or I actually have a link to it in my social LinkedIn bio thing, or like yogiscopes.com/LinkedInbio. Um, you can just find the one that says "What is Vedic Astrology?" and that will explain the sidereal zodiac if you want to know more. But under the sidereal zodiac, which is what Vedic astrology uses closer to astronomically accurate than western the full moon is happening in aries and so what do we know about aries aries brings this like childlike playful um you know newness also sometimes people aries get a bad rap for being like arrogant or you know kind of like the ram like they just go they butt heads and they charge at things, you know. So those are all, like, relevant characteristics that can be thought of brought to this full moon. But I want to talk more about the nakshatra, the lunar mansion. So it's happening in Ashwini nakshatra, which is represented by a horse's head. And it's aim of life, which if you don't know about those, I did an episode um, on the science of light called work-life balance is what it was called because that's a little bit what the aims of life have to do with. Um, Its aim of life is Dharma. So kind of like realizing your purpose. So if you set intentions, you know, full moon intentions, new moon intentions, you could be thinking about things related to your purpose. Are you living up to your purpose? Are you fulfilling your purpose? Do you know your purpose? Um, If not, I have... A, I also have another resource for you, the Dharma Worksheet. Um, you can find it in the link in my bio too on my social medias. Or I can link it in the show notes. You can go there and find that. It's I'm planning to add more to it, but for now it includes info where you can find. I kind of went over that worksheet in the work-life balance episode. Um, so it could be helpful if you need clarity Around your dharma, that worksheet could be super helpful. Um, But the other qualities that this nakshatra brings, so it's represented by a horse's head, and if you think about horses, they're like we. This is all these astrological symbols. We can think about what they're symbolized by and what that archetype kind of brings, and then you can think about how that might be relevant to you or not. So, what are horses like they're kind of majestic they're strong they can be stubborn and strong-willed so that's also similar to the Aries qualities like a ram can be stubborn and strong-willed but horses are also super strong and they're used for working a lot they're like working animals and they're happy to be working animals and but they're also like beautiful and majestic while they do it right so Those are some of the qualities of the energy that might sort of be at play with this full moon. Um, So you might think about how those things land in your life. Are you, um, you know, a a skilled and strong worker when it comes to things related to your dharma? Or are you in touch with your dharma? Um, But so then here's some good qualities brought up out brought about by this energy at play astrologically, things like being fearless and direct and cultivating motivation to initiate new activities, Um, self-sufficiency and independence, being playful or idealistic, um, getting in touch with spirituality, being adventurous, all those kinds of things, healing and self-improvement. If there are those kinds of tasks that you wanted to take a day to focus on. So with, I'm just stop in the middle of this because I usually like to explain this ahead of time, but with a full moon, it's a time to kind of uh, step back, full moons and new moons. They're both times to step back from the trappings of your everyday life and kind of focus more on your yoga practice, your personal practice, your spiritual practices, things like that. And just as a general rule, Full moons are a time for releasing things, Um, and by things I mean uh, obligations, limiting beliefs, relationships, whatever, that feel like they are hindering you from reaching that full potential, and full potential can mean a lot of things, so that's why I go into the other energies at play, because we can't just, we can't do everything at all at once. You can do anything, but you can't do everything all the time. So that's why we study astrology to be like, okay, what piece of this can I focus on right now? And then new moons in general are times to focus on setting intentions, not usually necessarily actually beginning an activity. It's just setting Intentions, getting some kind of idea around how you are going to show up when you do begin whatever activity it is you're going to bring. And again, an activity that's going to bring you closer to your fullest potential in this human life. And that can be related to so many things. Like sometimes people think fullest potential and they automatically go career because that's how our um, Western society has conditioned us to be. Or at least me. Like, I know I feel that a lot. It's like um, like career. When I think fullest potential, it's like, well, what am I doing every day? And a good portion of my day is spent working. But it could also be related to your family, you know. Maybe that's your highest priority. Maybe it's your personal relationships, intimate or otherwise, you know. Um, I think we oftentimes, when we think relationships, we just think our intimate partners But relationships with friends, with family, with colleagues, with the people you see on kind of a daily basis, right? Um, Or whatever. So it could... These moon cycles are just ways to kind of check in with our progress. And like I was saying, you can't do everything all the time. You can do anything in this life, but you can't do everything, right? And you definitely can't do everything all at once. So we use the moon cycles to check in with that and to kind of focus on one piece at a time because next month it'll be a different piece, right? So this particular full moon, while full moons are generally times to focus on releasing things, this full moon is actually a great time for new beginnings. But like I was saying with the new moon in general, like maybe on the day of the full moon, you don't like actually go out and begin something. Maybe instead you think about, okay, what is the new beginning that I want to have in my life? And what can I do to get myself there? And with it being a full moon in mind, you could especially think about things that you could release to create space for whatever that new thing is, new endeavor new relationship, new career, new uh, way of showing up in your life because really what it comes down to is um, whatever like goals you have or whatever life you want to lead, what it comes down to is what kind of life you're living on a daily basis, right? That's why I love astrology because it's like all roads lead to what is your daily life like and yoga is a little bit that way too, right? You hear all over the place, especially the more you get into yoga, that you need to have a daily practice and all that stuff. Um, And so a daily practice doesn't have to be like going to a power or vinyasa class every day, but what are you doing to connect to spirit, connect to self, connect to mind, body, breath, soul, all those things, right? And then same with astrology. Um, So with this particular full moon cycle, and that's, Okay, this is coming from the fact... Because I don't know if you all are like me. Maybe you just want to know what the energies are and how you can work with them. But I'm the type of person that really wants to know why. Um, And so the reason I say this full moon is a good time to focus on new beginnings... Is because it's happening in Aries, which is the first sign of the zodiac. And Ashwini nakshatra is actually also the very first nakshatra. So it's happening like at the beginning it's like a new beginning um energy here just brought purely by the sign and nakshatra the lunar mansion that it's happening in but then we can look a little bit more closely at that to see what kind of energies at play so on the more shadow side because you know I, i always love to tell you the good and the bad and the kind of pitfalls that can be related to this energy so Hastiness, you know, if you're like super ready to start some new endeavor or new way of being, whatever it is, you might be inclined to take a um, fire aim ready approach. So, like, instead of ready, aim, fire, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna do it and then figure it out later. Which, honestly, y'all, that's kind of what I did with this podcast. That's kind of how I live my life, too. That's I actually did a talk on this app called Wisdom. Which you could join. It's it'd be super cool if you did go connect with me over there. That's actually I resonate way more with that kind of social media. It's a new app. Um, It's kind of like Clubhouse. It's like a social audio. You know these social audio apps are like popping up all over the place, and they're great for podcasters. So I'm thinking of doing some Q and As on there right now. I'll just randomly go and do a talk. Um, And so you can connect with me on there if you have specific questions that's a great place to ask them because you can like come on live. If you like follow people on there, then you get notifications whenever they're talking. And I just do it randomly at this point. I don't have any kind of schedule. Um, so it's, it's just called wisdom. And the reason I like it is because it's directed only at, um, you know, things that can be considered wisdom. It's not just yoga. It's like, you know, health, holistic health type stuff, um, and sharing wisdom. So I feel like I don't know. I started using Clubhouse when it first came out, and it felt really noisy, and a lot of like, uh, join this room to get a million followers or some shit, and I'm just like, I don't care how many followers, like, I do not care about followers, y'all. I don't. I care about connections, but I don't just want, like, a large number of followers, because that doesn't mean anything to me. What means something to me is having connections with, like, real people. So that's why I like these social audio apps. But they have felt pretty noisy when they're just open to anything. And so I like wisdom because it's just directed mostly at... Like I feel really at home there. It's only about topics like this, right? About living a better life, sharing wisdom with each other. So I did a talk on there about how Mercury retrograde um, is always scary and gets a bad rap. I'll get into this towards the end when I talk about Mercury going direct. But how it's like if you start something during... Mercury retrograde you might have to go back and revise it or redo it later and I've had to do that with my podcast I actually launched this podcast I already had a podcast this one was already in the works Um, but I launched this one during Mercury retrograde and so it's like I take the that's all to say this like fire aim ready approach like impulsiveness and hastiness just because you do like a fire aim ready kind of approach doesn't necessarily mean It was impulsive or hasty. Sometimes you have to just like put it out there, you know, and just as long as you've done some kind of aim and ready part, like I did with this podcast, I had a concept, I had a reason I wanted to do it. It was in the works for a long time, and finally I was like, I need to just do it. And then here I am now sitting in the back seat of my car recording because I didn't think through all the logistics of it. That happens sometimes, right? But just be on the lookout if you're trying to make. A new beginning. Don't just do it just to do it. Like this full moon is a good time for initiating new activities. um, Do initiating new beginnings in your life, but just be careful not to be impulsive. Don't just like okay because it's a time for new beginnings. I'm just gonna like do something crazy and off the wall that I wasn't even considering doing before. That's what I mean here. That impulsiveness. And that hastiness. So just think before you act a little bit. But it's okay if you do, like, just put something out there. Because sometimes you have to just show up to gain experience to get better. Because you're not going to get any better without trying, right? So that's kind of the, the distinction I wanted to make there. I think it's an important one. So then some other, like, shadow sides to this energy... It could mean, and so these are things to look out for in yourself primarily because I'm a huge proponent that like we and how we show up in the world are all, any individual has control over is their own selves. But you could also look for this energy being at play in other people and just being like, okay, I knew that was coming because I follow astrology and I can give people a little bit more grace when I see this show up because maybe they don't follow astrology And they don't know. And they're just like victims to the energy. I've seen it. I've seen it, y'all. So then I can just be like, oh, wow, that is astrology playing out in real life before my eyes. And I can kind of roll my eyes and chuckle to myself at these people that don't believe in astrology. So some of the other things to be on the lookout for are not taking advice well, being stubborn, having this like my way or the highway approach to things. And then also attachment to outcomes goes with that. So... Let's say you do want to start a new beginning, Um, and this is actually a lot of what I focused on in my last Science of Light episode about Abhyasa and Vairagya, that's kind of the relevant yoga philosophy concept to attach doing your work without attachment to outcomes, so maybe you want to start, initiate some new beginning in your life, but if you attach yourself to exactly the way that's going to play out, you're going to set yourself up for failure and disappointment. And having expectations is just a premeditated uh, resentment. I covered all that in that episode. So if you want to hear more about that, if you haven't already listened to it, I recommend checking out, uh, checking it out. But so just be on the lookout for yourself or others being stubborn or having a my way or the highway approach. Um, and then also, like, be careful not to pursue too many new things without finishing old things so just using myself as an example again that's kind of why I waited until I did to put out this podcast because I had to feel like I was in a really good place with my other podcast before I could start adding another you know what I mean and it's not necessarily to say that that podcast is finished but it's reached a point of like I guess equilibrium I could say right so that's what I mean that hastiness just don't move with too much hastiness. It's okay to pursue new things, but try to make sure that you are in a place that you're ready to. So part of this full moon energy could be looking at, okay, what could I do to get myself ready? What could I release to create space in my life? Or, you know, considerations like that. So then some favorable and unfavorable activities. And these things are just based on like I just get these from texts. I don't, um, I don't make this up myself. I get it from the ancient texts. Um, so, and this is related to when the moon is in this nakshatra. And so, just take it with a grain of salt. Again, I will tell you, like sometimes I throw this stuff out the window. But so, favorable activities are starting activities or projects, beginning spiritual practices. Laying the foundations for things and planting seeds uh, or new health and fitness programs. And then unfavorable activities include marriage. Not a good time for marriage. Um, And this is just during the full moon. It's not like this whole week in general. I'm actually going to one of my best friend's weddings this weekend. And I think they're going to do great as a married couple. Um, So it's like just take it with a grain of salt. I myself got married during Mercury retrograde and I'm an astrologer. So, um, that's why I gave the preface, like, this is just what the texts say. Don't shoot the messenger. But if you want to know, here it is. Um, also consumption of alcohol and then relaxation and emotional or sexual activities. And I will also say, so relaxation is like, mm, with this Aries energy, I play this beginning of the Zodiac. It's like, it's not time to just, like, kick back and relax. It's time to think about what you want to do to propel yourself forward and bring, like, a um, a childlike wonder and um, a, a kind of pioneering and trailblazing energy to your activities. So all of those things are just things to think on for this full moon. Honestly, the way I approach full moons is mostly just journaling or even doing some kind of meditative or contemplative practice. It doesn't have to be anything big, but also just in general, full moons and new moons, time to like pull back from your daily life for even like a few minutes. Like I get it. I'm a parent. I've got like way too many things going on right now personally in my own life. Clearly that's why I'm recording this in the back of my car a day after it was supposed to go out. Um, I get it you know we just find the space and time we can to uh, show up for ourselves and full moon and new moons if you don't do anything else astrologically I hope you take those two days a month and it doesn't even have to be on the day of it could be just sometime that week sometime within a few days of it it does it's not that serious just a couple times a month to check in with yourself you know what seeds am I planting in my life what what can I release you know and even Over the whole next moon phase, so over the next two weeks, maybe you're thinking about these things until it's the new moon. Um, You're thinking about what can you shed to create space for new beginnings, and if you want to know new beginnings in relation to what, you could find where Aries is in your birth chart, and if you need help with that, help with interpreting any of that, please reach out to me. Y'all, it seriously makes my day to hear from you. I love this kind of stuff. Um, You can message me on social media. You can email me. You can send me a message through the contact me form on my website, which I don't really recommend because I get a lot of spam to that. And it doesn't go directly to my email. It goes to like this inbox on my website. And I have to like specifically check it. But I specifically check my email every day. And I get notified if I get messages on social media. So if you have any questions and you want to know where this might be impacting you just look for where Aries is in your birth chart it is the first sign of the zodiac so find Aries find what house it's in you can google what that house represents Um, or if you have a background in western astrology they're largely the same so just look for that or just in general maybe you have something in mind already and trust your intuition whatever comes up for you Um, but you could also focus on Dharma, how are you living in alignment with your life's purpose? Do you know your life's purpose? So to sum all that up, it's a good time for new beginnings. Um, it's a good time for healing and self-improvement, health and fitness programs, um cultivating the mo- motivation to initiate new activities. Be on the lookout for hastiness, impulsiveness, being stubborn, um getting like shiny object syndrome things like that. Um, and if you want to reflect on where exactly this new beginning might be in your life, you could check out my Dharma worksheet or you could get your birth chart at yogiscopes.com slash chart calculator and look where Aries is and find out that house. If you need any help figuring that out, I am more than happy to answer that for you. I'm just a quick message away YogiScopes, Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S, is my handle on all the social media, and I will be glad to hear from you. So with all that said, that's the full moon, and then I wanted to get into the other things happening this week because they are not insignificant, but they are, in my opinion, not as significant as the full moon. So we have Jupiter going direct, Mercury going direct, and Mars moving in to Libra. So I a little bit started to cover Jupiter going direct last week. I didn't talk a whole lot about Mercury going direct because I was like, we'll just we don't want to make it too anything too much for one episode. This is just going to have to be a long episode. And then just know for next week, I'm going to give you the outlook for November. So that episode might be a little bit longer. So then any one week can be kind of short and can be just like a refresher of those things because I want to make this nice and short and bite-sized and usable for you. But I also want to explain some of the astrological concepts because that helps me understand it better. So I hope it does for you too. So I was talking between this episode, between last week's episode and recording for this one to a friend about Jupiter going direct. And this friend in particular is pretty ruled by Jupiter, whether she knows it or not. I haven't actually like Pointed that out to her, um, but she's super. She's always super interested in learning about astrology, and so it would make sense that this person would um, really be feeling that a lot. And so in our conversation, um, something that came up was the idea that you can. We underestimate what we can do. Sorry, we under. We overestimate what we can do in a day, but we underestimate what we can do in a year. And that is, like, the Jupiter going direct in Capricorn energy at play, I feel like. And let me explain more why. Um, because Jupiter brings expansion. It um, You can think of it as linked to, like, Pisces and Sagittarius qualities because they're both ruled by Jupiter. Um, so expansion, optimism, growth, like, huge... Um, like spiritualism growth type of stuff and imagination, being in that imaginative. But then Capricorn likes structure and um, routines. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So actually, technically, Jupiter is debilitated in Capricorn because it's not the best use of this big imaginative energy to try to put it in a box like Capricorn and Saturn like but there are time and a place for compartmentalizing and putting things in a box and having structures and routines and it's just these two energies don't they kind of butt heads the Jupiter energy and the Capricorn energy so to work with it best is to bring expansion through structure so with that in mind it's like Um, I was talking about this last time that some of the like more negative expressions of this energy of this Jupiter and Capricorn energy are like um, being overly optimistic or having unrealistic expectations with your own self, with what you can accomplish towards your dreams um, or even with others or with your dreams in general. And so I don't think there are any such unrealistic expectations for yourself or your dreams. Like, it's good to have big dreams and big um, uh, ideas for how you can show up as a person. But I think sometimes the timeline that we put on those things is the unrealistic part. So that's where that quote, and I wish I didn't look up who said it. I don't know. You can Google it. I didn't make it up. So I like to let y'all know when it's like, This didn't come from me. This is like somewhere in the lexicon I heard on the internet or read it somewhere or heard on a podcast. I have no idea where I heard it. But somebody other than me said um, we underestimate, we overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year. So that's that Jupiter energy. It's like getting so wrapped up in the big picture that you just want to do everything all at once. Um, And this is kind of what I was talking about with the The full moon energy, too, that Aries energy is like, yeah, you can do everything, in fact. You know, um, I always like to say we have all the time in the world, but really we don't. We know life is finite and stuff, but it's okay. While we're here, we have, you know, just live like you have all the time in the world, right? Set goals like you have all the time in the world. But each day we want to prioritize like we don't. Like, what is the most important today, We can't do everything all the time. So that's where that Capricorn energy of structure comes in. What routines can I set to bring me one small step closer to my big dreams every single day? And it doesn't even have to be like, you know, you do everything for everything every day. It's just like maybe every week. And so that's why it becomes really helpful to break your big dreams down into more... Okay, well, what big things will have to fall into place for me to make whatever big dream come true? And it's helpful to make I make like flow charts and I start with the big dream at the top and then I branch it off like little bubble charts. But it's kind of like going down or out from the big bubble. Here's the big dream. And here's all the, you know, accomplishments, qualities I need to have, whatever to make this happen. And here's all the steps to get to those. And it can get, you know, some of them or longer little chains, and some of them are just like, here's this thing, and I'll I'll worry about that once I get here, you know, but so then, if you keep breaking it down in that way, then you'll be able to say, you'll be able to arrive at, what can I do now um, to make that happen, right, and so, last week, also, Saturn went direct, so that is another huge influence on, and also in Capricorn, so that's another huge influence on this expansion when structured energy. So if you miss that, it's worth going back to listen to that episode because that will help you with what I mean here. So I just wanted to offer that quote that I had through that conversation with my friend. It like came up and it was like I was like, wow, this is helpful. This helpful for me is helpful for everybody during this time. And then also Mercury going direct and so it's going direct in Virgo it went direct already on Monday in Virgo which is its mulch cone sign it is at its strongest in Virgo so this mercury energy now this week is high and use it like in a good way so use it to your advantage so um and keywords I have to offer you are precise intellect and earning through learning so if you want to like earn more money or whatever, earn more status, earn more, whatever you want to earn. Um, Put some, learn something new and put it to your advantage, right? You know, you you don't get something different by acting the same way. So good expressions of this energy are being resourceful, orderly, analytical, taking a linear or scientific approach, um, speaking or writing, and then working through things in a methodical way like kind of like I was saying with that Jupiter energy break it down break things down into steps and go one step at a time you know because when you do that you will amaze yourself at how much progress you've made in a year to bring that quote full circle so if you get too focused on the big picture and try to apply the big picture to your daily life you're going to feel like you're spinning tires but when you break it down And so there's just a lot of indicators of this linear thinking, scientific approach, methodical approach. So indicated by Mercury going direct in Virgo, um, very structured, methodical. Jupiter and Saturn both going direct over the past week or so in Capricorn. This full moon in Aries, all of these things are indicating, take a structured approach. When you do that, you will be amazed at the progress you make. Um, And then also using discernment, being polished or refined. Those are really good expressions of this Mercury in Virgo energy. Bad expressions. Again, these are super similar to the Jupiter in Capricorn expressions. So expecting too much, thinking too much, like overthinking, trying to do too much at once. That can kind of be influenced by that, you know also seen by the Jupiter and Capricorn, like bringing that big expansive imagination and trying to apply it to your structures. It just doesn't work. You know, get really minuscule and detailed with your structures and then see what happens, what that does for your big picture overall. Um, And then so along the vein of overthinking, it can also make you, you know, imagine all the negative outcomes, be really anxious or nervous. It can also cause like So Mercury being in Virgo, it can lead to um, low libido if you overthink kind of like your sex life because you're like, oh, things aren't just right. I'm overthinking and and that takes away from the fun of it, right? Or, Or living in a fantasy world, it can also make you be a little more critical or demanding or argumentative. So just watch out for those expressions in yourself and in others. And pretty soon Mercury will be moving into Libra, so this energy will change. But for now, for this week, for sure, this is the energy with Mercury. So that's all things related to your intellect, to your communication. Um, And if you want to know where that's affecting you, you can look where Mercury is in your chart. That might give you some insight. You can look where Virgo is in your chart um, and think about your, your earning through learning and Um, intellect and communication in those areas of your life for you. Same thing applies. Reach out to me. I'm happy to talk it through with you. You can also book a reading if you just want even more clarity. And then lastly, Mars is moving into Libra on the 21st, which is Thursday at around 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So let's break that down. What does Mars in Libra look like? What energy does that bring? Um, Mars is a warrior planet. It's very fiery energy. Mars also rules Aries and Scorpio. So if you think about Aries and Scorpio qualities, um, a lot of times people have a little bit more of a firm grasp in the, in the signs. We kind of know there's like memes all over the internet. We can kind of get um, a pretty good intuitive understanding of the, the energy of the signs. And then the planets are all or the signs are all ruled by planets. So that helps give some insight into the energy of that planet while libra is ruled by venus and then and so libra is often people think of as like the the sign of relationships and so like i was saying earlier not just your intimate partner relationships but yes your intimate partner relationships but not just them also literally any other relationship in your life your kids your parents your siblings your friends your loved ones your favorite barista i don't know like your relationships how you relate to other people the people you see frequently your your loved ones your colleagues Um, and then Mars moves into Libra it brings this fiery energy to love to relationships um, to the Venus qualities Uh, so also I want to give this like technicality Mars is very close to the sun right now and so it's considered combust and that's a concept we have in Vedic astrology it might be in Western astrology too I don't really know but I know we have it in Vedic astrology where when planets it and it depends on the planet what the degree is for Mars I want to say it's like 17 it's not that important but uh when a planet is very close to the sun it's considered combust which means it's kind of getting overpowered by the sun's energy but the sun is also in Libra right now. I covered that um, last week. Yeah, last week. So so it's just more Libra energy, more fiery energy in the sign of Libra. So it's like technically Mars is combust, which a lot of Vedic astrologers would say that that means its influence is kind of overpowered by the sun. It's not going to be as noticeable. So take this with a grain of salt, too. That's also part of why I'm covering it last. I'm covering it last because it's happening last chronologically, it's happening after the full moon, Um, but also it's like you might feel this, you might not, it might feel more related to the sun in Libra energy that I covered last week, but still nonetheless something to look out for, especially if you tend to be a person that's like more ruled by Mars, you have a lot of Mars energy in your chart, and if you want to know more about that, you can book a reading, you can reach out to me, I'm happy to answer like simple questions. If you start bombarding me with a lot of I'd be like, Hey, it's time to just get a reading, you know? Um, but I'm happy to answer simple questions and give you little insights into your chart and help you start deciphering it. Because also when you ask those questions to me, it helps me know what y'all want to know so I can serve you better. So please do. Anyway, it's enough of that. Soapbox. So some good expressions of this energy are self-reliance, energy, and passion and being charming and persuasive. Some more negative expressions of this energy are being fickle. So if you think about like when you bring like too much passion into relationships can become fickle. It was like lustful almost, not that unconditional love. Unconditional love is a little bit more like hot coals rather than like a really bright and astonishing flame, right? So we want to We want to tone it down when we think of that fiery love. We want to try to move into the more hot coals type of energy and and try not to be fickle, but also notice if other people are acting fickle, you know, and just kind of notice if that's these energies coming to, you know, coming to fruition at play. Um, So then also falling in love too quickly or being impatient, reckless, or immature in relationships. So that's also to be watched out for with this moon in Aries energy. Like I was saying, Aries is ruled by Mars. So a lot of the same similar energies going on this week. Just watch out for being impatient, especially when it comes to relationships or your goals. Um, Watch out for being fickle or immature or getting too wrapped up in the big picture. Now I'm just talking about the large energies at play, not just Mars and Libra. Um, Watch out for other people being that way, other people being fickle with you or um maybe being critical or demanding or um or overthinking, anxious, nervous, watch out for these things in yourself. These are just kind of the energies that are coming to play this week. And yeah, let me know what you all are doing for the full moon because I'd love to hear from you. And with all that said, if you'd like to book a reading, please Visit yogiscopes.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. That's where you can also sign up for the new moon events. I will schedule the one for November shortly because so now that we're at the full moon, it's time for me to start thinking about scheduling the new moon. The new moon events are free. They are virtual. So anybody from anywhere can attend them. We have gotten a great little small group going. So I'd be glad to add some more faces and get to know you all better through that community space. And I'd love to connect with you on social media. Yogi Scopes is my handle on all the things. Join the Yoga and Astrology Facebook group. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Have a great week. Happy full moon.